We started this podcast because there's one very important question that we want to answer. Is Adam Sandler a good actor? We figured there's really only one way for us to find out. Watch every single Adam Sandler movie ever made, rank them best to worst, and then make a totally subjective decision based on little to no measurable criteria. On each episode, we're going to cover one movie from the Sandman's catalog, going in chronological order until we've watched every single one. I have a microphone, and you don't. So you I, I just hit record and I, I was like, last minute, I was like, I'm going to do it. Okay, ready? Here we go. Shabadoo. <laughs> Doesn't work. Shabadoo and welcome back to Sandman Into the Sandlerverse. I'm one of your hosts, Ruben Escobedo third. I'm the other host, Andrew Tucker. You're holding your mic this time so I you am. can actually hear you. It yeah. doesn't sound like you're vaguely in the corner. Yeah, what's interesting is I listened to our last episode yeah. in my car. <laughs> and as soon as my car started moving on the street. Yeah. I could only hear your voice. <laughs> My voice comes out at the same frequency, frequency as the tires on a street, which doesn't say a lot for the listenability <laughs> of me speaking for an hour and a half. That's fair enough, I guess. So this week, I'm I'm genuinely excited for this episode because this is a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a very long time and haven't been able to watch it. And I finally got to we finally watched it. It's called Dirty Work. Now, and it doesn't have the song Dirty Work in it. What's the What's the song? Steely Dan. What am I th- I'm thinking of a different song. I'm a fool to do I don't know that I don't know that song. When oh, you said that I was song? singing Taking Care of Business and that is not No, that's the song from the tire commercial. <laughs> Taking care of business every day. Um, you know that's is it right? Yeah. Anyway, uh I'm so excited for this this episode because this is like a weirdly topical episode, like weirdly because, okay, this is a Ruben episode, so you know I'm going to jump all over the place here. Yeah, so we're going to start by talking about the end of the film. <laughs> Started talking about the, the John Goodman's in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is, though. That's for, not even a bit. He's in the movie. For half a second. Yeah, like on accident. <laughs> yeah, like he's stumbled into the wrong set. Like they used a scene from a different movie. You know what's wild is they set him up. They reference him earlier. They, they reference really? the mayor, and oh. he's the mayor. Wow. They just say something about the mayor earlier, and then they're like, I'm the mayor. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Oh, all right. Good for you, John. <laughs> I love the idea that Norm MacDonald and John Goodman were in a room together, because 100% Norm probably was like, ah, John, huh? You know what's interesting? Good man. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say that Adam Sandler and John Goodman are listed as being in one movie together. And it's this? And it's not this one. What? So whoever figured that out didn't even look at this movie. Well, because Adam Sandler is uncredited in this movie. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. The algorithms can't figure that out. What movie are they in together? It's not this. It's an SNL special. It's not even a movie. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Because, okay, you... You texted me when you started watching this, and you were like, there's going to be someone in this movie that I never expected to be in the Sandlerverse. And I was not ready for who it was going to be. But then when John Goodman showed up, I went, that feels on brand. Like, it weirdly feels like someone who, like, isn't in the Sandler, but I'm like, 
Why isn't he? Well, it feels probably on brand because John Goodman to Steve Buscemi to Adam Sandler is not that big of a jump. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, true. John Goodman to Dan Aykroyd to Sandler. Like, John Goodman feels like someone who, like, and he took a lot of garbage roles in the early 90s and late 2000s too, but like, he feels like someone who should have just shown up more than Sandler because, I mean, it's not a spoiler when you look at chronologically, but next week we have somebody, I think, who seems way less likely to be in the Sandlerverse than John Goodman. Lynn Swan? <laughs> no, Kathy Bates. Oh, that's right. I think she does not. I mean, I think she's, we'll talk about Waterboard next week, but like, I think she's great, but like, she is not someone I would expect to be in an Adam Sandler comedy. Well, she didn't want to be, and we'll talk about that <laughs> next week as well. But I, I think that John Goodman showing up, I'm like, and then you're like, oh, yeah, they're only in one th- other thing together. And I'm like, really? Seems weird. It seems super, because he just seems like the kind of guy that would just do like a weird Adam Sandler. You know what I mean? Like, he just seems like he'd be in something like that. He still might. He still could. Yeah. Oh, now oh. they just wheel this frail little body around and he appears in whatever they drop him off at. Adam Sandler could appear in Righteous Gemstones. I actually, I actually would not hate that. That's because everyone that we alternate cast as Adam Sandler on this podcast is from Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Wait, what's the uncut gemstones? Oh, fuck. There it is. <laughs> okay, podcast is over. <laughs> yeah, we're doing uncut gemstones, the career of John Goodman. <laughs> um, Can't wait for Flintstones. <laughs> That movie, that movie's actually kind of fun. It's pretty good. I watched it as an adult, and I remember as a kid being like, "I don't know if this is good." And as an adult, I was like, "No, it's kind of fun." Yeah. So I, I love it. So no. dirty work is this is a Ruben episode, so there's little to no research. There's also little to no reason to do this movie it, because Adam Sandler's <laughs> in it for about 14 seconds as the devil. Yes, which is fun. Which. We need to clarify that Adam Sandler is not only in it for 14 seconds. There's another person who cameos with Adam Sandler in the same exact scene, and that person has more screen time than Adam Sandler. That's be- true. Because they cameo again later. Right. Which I kind of thought Adam Sandler was going to pop up again, and he does not. No, he's down there eating his roast pig. And it's Gary Coleman. It is Gary Coleman. <laughs> so weird. What you talking about, Satan? <laughs> Gary Coleman says, what you talking about Satan to Adam Sandler? I want a what you talking about Satan t-shirt. I bet you could find it. If I can't, I'm going to make it. I bet you 100% could find Gary Coleman. <laughs> I don't want Gary Coleman on it. <laughs> you don't? You just want Adam Sandler as Satan? Wait, why would no, you I want Gary? Wanted, I just wanted to say what you talking about Satan with no <laughs> context of any kind. <laughs> so, okay, dirty work. And you saw who directed this, right? No, tell me. Wait, are you being serious? I'm being serious. Directed by Bob Saget. Are you serious? Yes. What? Yeah. No. I swear to God. And it's not like a, oh, Bob Saget? Like, oh, that's funny. That guy's... No, it's the same Bob Saget. Wow. Directed by that Bob Saget. No fucking way. Up until last year, I was reading about this because I was then curious. I'm like, this seems like a weird pairing, but it, it, it is wild how well it just fits Norm's whole style. But, like, so I was looking – up until last year, Bob Saget was on a podcast and saying, yeah, you know, we're thinking about Dirty Work, too. He was on Kevin Hart's podcast and goes, do you want to be in Dirty Work? Like, do you want to be in Dirty Work, too? And Kevin Hart's like, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Wow. Like, I would would love to be in Dirty Work, too. And he's like, yeah, you can have a cameo in Dirty Work, too. Well, they should have made it faster. (laughs) Yeah, they should have made it a lot faster. 
They're running out of people to be in it. Because <laughs> now he just got Artie Lang, who has no nose, which is Just weird, like Chris Farley in this weird, movie. Weirdly prophetic. I found that wildly distracting throughout the entire film. <laughs> did you also know this is Chris Farley's final appearance? I did. Yeah. That's wild. This movie is full of funny dead people, and it sucks. It <laughs> like, is. like It's like such a bummer. Funny dead people. Yeah. Is funny people meets walking dead. <laughs> just a bunch of zombies doing stand-up at Largo. Seth Rogen zombie. I can't do a Seth Rogen impression. <laughs> yeah. You ever uh, get super high and need a brain? It sounded just like him. I yeah. thought he was here. Fuck you. <laughs> so, okay, so Dirty Work. Stacked cast, by the way. Yeah, very, very good cast. And, and I mean, you got Norm MacDonald. You have Artie Lang. You have Christopher. What? I always call him the wrong. It's the guy who plays Shooter McGavin. Is it Christopher McDonald? Yes. Uh, you have Trailer Howard. Great question, Andrew. What do you know Trailer Howard from? Well, she was in Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. She was the girl. She was also on Monk, starring Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. I never watched She Monk. was his assistant. Oh, that's kind of fun. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Is Monk good? I love Monk. I watched the whole thing during the pandemic. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm really like paranoid and stressed out about germs. Why I need, watch to, Monk? I need to distract myself. Then I put on Monk. I like the way that you said you put it on is like you did like a finger press as if you like put it on like a VHS. You're no, like... that's how I use my PlayStation controller. <laughs> the one finger. That's why I'm bad at video games. <laughs> one finger at a time. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um. You should play 2K against me. I'm really good. <laughs> Which is the push button. I just shoot the ball immediately. <laughs> and then when they, you, but you play as the warrior, so you make it every time. <laughs> Well, not last time. Oh, <laughs> but uh, okay. So, okay, this is a—it's such a, a subtle concept. Like, it's such a basic concept for a movie, too. Well, what is the concept? Let's so let's it's start these, there. These two guys, uh, they're best friends, lifelong best friends, and we kind of see them growing up. We see kids playing them and teenagers playing them. The kids and the teenagers who play them for like a scene nail it. Just absolutely nail it. They do a good job. Like, the kid who plays Teenage Norm does this face that just is a very Norm face. And it just kind of, it just works yeah. so well. It does. Like, and and it, it's funny because they're not, like, doing an impression of Norm, but they're, like, mimicking his his cadence a little bit. Yeah. And it works. Like, it just works so well. This whole movie flows like a Norm McDonald joke where it just kind of, like, something happens and then it's like, wait, what? And you just kind of process it together for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then like, <laughs> you know, hey, whoa, hold on. Yeah. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like, you remember in Dumb and Dumber when like, at one point Jim Carrey just goes, like a scene gets kind of funny and then Jim Carrey just goes, big gulps, huh? Well. Well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> That's this whole movie. It really where is. Where just like a joke hits. There's a weird pause and it's not like they're pausing for laughter. No. It's just a weird pause, and then it's, well, next thing, I guess. Let's go to the next scene now. Yeah, it's, and also, like, okay, so Artie Lang and Norm MacDonald, I've already forgotten their character names. It doesn't matter. Artie and Norm. Yeah, it's no, Artie. Not really, but they're playing themselves. They're playing themselves. Um, they are lifelong best friends, and then. Well, before you move on from the kid thing, can, can I just note? Yeah. I wrote this down. Okay. Within the first two minutes of the movie. Okay. 
There are guns at a school. Which is so not funny. A child molester crossing guard. Yeah. An incest joke. Yes. A gay joke as well. All in the first two minutes. That's got to be some kind of a record. Now, I need to clarify. This movie has aged like milk. Yes. Is aged just like milk. Where it's like how they talk to each other. A lot of the jokes they have not. They've aged insanely poorly. That being said, it is 100% a product of its time. Yes. It's in the early 90s where people are going, hey, and just calling each other. And not like violent slurs, but just like like 90s, like, oh, it's funny to call someone. That's like, there wasn't, you know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't like, whoa, but there was a little like, uh, you just yeah. can't do I that mean, anymore. Unfortunately, having watched, what is it, 12 of these movies now? <laughs> yeah. It's to be expected. Yeah, I'm not like... I'm not like, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, it's the 90s. Like, welcome to the era. So, yes, a lot of just blatant homophobia, blatant and not super sexist. Am I just not? Did I just miss? I don't know. I, I don't know. But nothing like they're not like mean to a woman because she's a woman. No, they're just just in general. They're just bad people. They're just in, jerks. <laughs> yeah, they're just jerks in general. They're just like, but like they're. I feel like Norm's character is actually trying to be a good person. I think so. Like, he's actually, like, like Artie Lang's, like, whole, like, he's the comedic sidekick. I mean, it, other than the fact that the whole point of this movie is that they start a business to fuck with people. <laughs> which rules. <laughs> which rules so hard. Which, okay. So you, you say that, and we talked about, like, the joke delivery and, like, how every joke in this movie kind of, like, starts and then just kind of goes for too long. But in a good way. In, like, such a funny, like, well-done way. Yep. The perfect joke to encapsulate that is the mooning bit. Right. They fucking, they're pulling, oh, look, a movie theater. They're going to pull past a movie theater, and Artie Lang's going to moon the people at the theater. And then Norm pulls over and just gets out of the car. And zips across the street. <laughs> yeah. And then we're just stuck with Artie Lang, who's just kind of like, he was, uh, he was supposed to drive away, and he's just awkwardly putting his <laughs> pants back on. It's so funny. That's what the movie feels like. It's a yeah. long mooning. But... So, okay, did you not like this movie? No, I I did. I think I really liked this movie. Like, how much? I mean, we'll find out. Okay, okay. Be but, coy about it. But I, I genuinely really enjoyed this movie. Like, like it's just like a 16 on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, I think that's just, I think that's a sign of the times. I think that's people being like, it's, like you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, where, where stuff was just ragged on because it was like, like, Beavis and Butthead was given low ratings because it yeah. was, like, adult and inappropriate. Like, people were just, oh, it's offensive. Yes. But not in today's term. Like, it's a weird way to phrase it. Like, people were upset that things were offensive, but not in today's terms of offensive. They didn't care if things were offensive back then, but they didn't like when things were stupid. Yeah. And I think that this movie's this stupid. This movie is pretty stupid. This movie's so stupid, but in a great way. Yeah, it's you, fun stupid. Do you know what started autoplaying right after this movie when I watched it on Tubi for free? Bulletproof 2. <laughs> No, Biodome. Oh, shit. Okay. That's part. Same yeah, thing. Stupid. Just that's, this isn't like, I enjoyed this movie. It's not a, it's actually, in my opinion, despite all the terrible, like, homophobic whatever, it's pretty well written. Like, it's pretty concise. Like It, there, it's it not, is concise. But you know what I mean? Like, it's pretty. It's, what, 83 minutes or something? It's quick. But it's pretty, like, set up, hit, set up, hit, set up, hits. Like, it. it 
there's no like what was the point of that plot point or like like nothing really doesn't make sense that's true and things come back around pretty well yes it's no mixed nuts no but things come back around things a lot of things come back around a lot of like earlier references come back later uh i do love that the whole thing is they're gonna like inter of david kochner is in this for a hot minute the Kalkner? Todd Packer? Yeah, right? Todd yeah. Packer's in it for a second. Keckner? Uh, as a he's like a used car salesman and he's doing a live TV commercial, which I think is very funny. Yeah, I don't understand how that even works. Yeah, I don't get that. But the whole thing is like they're getting back for like Trailer Howard because it's her boss and he sucks. Oh, and he even makes fun uh Norm McDonald makes fun because he's sexist. Yes, he does. That's true. Like, so he's like, ah, this guy's sexist. Like, that sucks. Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> it's not really a clever make fun of. It's more just like pointing out, hey, fuck that guy, right? <laughs> yeah. And so he kind of takes that above and beyond where the guy's gonna do a live commercial to which he then proceeds to put female sex workers in the back of the all the cars on the lot's trunks and opens them in the middle of a commercial and just walks and goes, hey, there's a dead one in here. <laughs> just, Which is, weirdly, that's what I imagine that his Staples commercial would be like. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> there's a dead one over there. Oh, wow, look at that. Look at this. Hey, yeah. printer cartridge and a dead hooker. Wow. <laughs> it's Staples so, has everything. It's honestly so funny. Like, to me, like, that scene was so funny because he's just like, oh, look at the dead ones in here. Well, he's just going from trunk to trunk. <laughs> and you our, know what's fun about that scene uh, is, first of all, that it comes midway through the movie and we haven't talked about the beginning yet. But also, fair enough. Um, the, the fact that when they're setting up for that scene, he's got about 35 sex workers with him. <laughs> yeah. And then there's only four cars. <laughs> Where are the other 31? In the other cars, just not on a different car lot. They're at the Del Grand dealer group. That's a local joke for you. <laughs> we had to make sure. All, we didn't know where he was going to film, so we put hookers in every truck. <laughs> every car in the city. <laughs> but so, okay. So you made fun of me for jumping to the middle, uh, which, surprise, it's a Ruben episode. So I, um, okay, so it starts with them being friends, and then uh, Artie Lang's dad is like a, he's, he sucks, right? Like, he's like a bad dude. Yeah, he's he's like he sucks. He's like a horny old man. He's like an like, Archie Bunker kind of just shitty old white person who feels justified in his shittiness because it's been OK up until now. Yeah, like he sucks. Yeah. Uh, and then he has a heart attack and come to find. Oh, and also they have to like I think. the OK, I think this movie is a little hot rod. OK, a little UHF. OK. Where it's just like, you know what I mean? It's just like weird enough where it's like, sure, there's a plot there. There's a plot for you to go do your stupid whatever. Like They, they knew that some guys <laughs> were going to do a podcast about this. Yeah. And they wanted to have a rough plot for us to jump back and forth willy-nilly <laughs> on. It's, because, I, like I said, it's not like, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty straightforward enough plot. It's a very easy goal. Yeah, it's like, okay, so... uh. Artie Lang's dad had a heart attack and needs $50,000, not for the operation, which I thought was very funny. Right. It's for, to pay the doctor's bookies off. Right, to basically bribe the doctor yes. into putting the dad up higher on the transplant list. <laughs> yes. And the doctor has a shitload of gambling debt. $50,000. He's basically a Vander Kane. Yeah. And it is Chevy Chase. It is. 
And he plays it super straight, which I think is funny. And he plays it very Chevy Chase as well. Yeah, he's just he Chevy does Chase. the like wide eye thing a lot. Yeah. Uh, the racist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just really hateful to everybody on the set. Yeah, you don't see that part in the movie, but you can tell. <laughs> you know it's there. <laughs> he's just I, a grumpy old piece of shit. Yeah, I would have loved to see Norm just go after him too, because you know he probably did. He probably did. Yeah, in like a weird, calm way that Chevy Chase didn't understand. Because <laughs> you know when someone's really just like fiery, angry, and you approach them calmly, it doesn't work very well. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just picture. Chevy Chase just like destroying the craft services table because they didn't have the fucking overly toasted Cheez-Its that he liked. And then Norm just like, hey, having a bit of a bad day there, huh? <laughs> or I, I also imagine that Norm just walks up and goes, hey, I know you. You're the guy from Weekend Update. <laughs> hey, what's your name again? Toyota? <laughs> yeah. It's some <laughs> stupid like, hey, I'm, I'm also the guy from Weekend Update. I like chilies too. <laughs> Oh wait, you're you're at Chevy's. Never mind. Didn't they demolish those? I'm doing a joke from 2022. The little tortilla machine in there was pretty fun, huh? Don't put your fingers in there. <laughs> he just walks away and he's still going. <laughs> I remember my first tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> it so, was a piece of bread. <laughs> I genuinely like, and I texted you this because we try not to text like too much off mic because it's like you know save for the show or whatever. But we are robbed of more, like, Norm starring. I think Norm did a really good job at leading this movie. What other movies is he the leading guy in? I think this is it. I genuinely think is this it really? is it. You can look it up, but I think this is the only Norm MacDonald starring film. And I think that, like, that's unfortunate because he could have been very good. Because he was, like, a, he's in a bunch of stuff, but I, I don't know if he's, like, the leading guy in anything major you know what i mean i think he's just cameo like he's just cameo or like you know what he's in that like i grew up watching that i'm like oh yeah that's totally him is fairly odd parents oh yeah he plays norm the genie that's right you know, like, you just... i'm norm <laughs> yeah i'm a genie wow which i want to go back and rewatch those because i'm like i want to know if it's like i mean is he like actually reading a script or is he just being Norm McDonald? You know what I mean? Like they just gave him a microphone and told him to go. <laughs> just talk about genie's stuff. Um You know what's interesting? When I look him up, on his known four, mm-hmm. it is dirty work, is what he's yeah, known for. That's what I think, man. I think that like this is the only Norm McDonald starring movie. Like obviously he's in other stuff, but I think like poster Norm McDonald. I think you're right. And, and like That's weird. He does a really good I think I think he did a good job at leading a movie. He did a good job at being a funny, relatable character. He did a good job at being kind of like a little bit of a romantic lead. Yeah. Like it's 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 not super romantic and I don't think they kiss at the end. I don't remember. I genuinely don't remember. If they did, it didn't do much for me. Cause no, because I, I totally remember. Yeah. But I think like he did a really good job at just like and also and i like his his romantic style too like yeah. he just starts walking next to her at one point and he's like so what are we doing going to your place yeah which is so funny <laughs> she's like what or when they, they first meet he goes oh i'm Mola, and he tells her tells her his name and she doesn't say anything back and later he sees her and he goes mildred mildred hey how you doing mildred and i'm like is her name mildred like i don't remember them saying <laughs> she goes so my name's not mildred it's it's katie he goes oh you didn't tell me, so I guessed. <laughs> like, 
like it was something like that where it's like he's got this weird kind of charm to him. Yeah, like he, like he's he's like dumb charming. Yeah, but that's hello. Welcome to the '90s. Like we loved dumb charming. You know what I mean? If like, we didn't like dumb charming guys, we wouldn't have an Adam Sandler podcast, <laughs> right? And that's the thing is he's not being Adam Sandler. No, he's not trying to be these other dumb charming. I think that he did a really good job at just like leading a movie. He had some really funny scenes with Artie Lang. He had some funny scenes by himself. Yeah. Like, I think that he just was like, I mean, the whole movie, like, like I've said, plays like a Norm MacDonald joke where he just, it, it kind of, you know, it just, it builds and it hits and then it stays and then it maybe builds again. Like it's very weirdly chaotic, but in a good way. And also in like a very calm way. Yeah. Because he doesn't get excited about anything. No. At any point ever. But you also like, like, that doesn't bother. Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't like hurt the movie. Yeah, I agree. Like, because that's who he is. He's just being himself. Yeah. Like when he finds out that like his dad. Okay, so so I'm ten minutes into the movie. So his dad, or Artie Lang's dad, is also Norm's dad. And he finds out. Through a locket, which is a, a photo of <laughs> his dad and his mom having sex, which I think is very funny. Yeah. Um, and his kind of reaction is like, "Ew, gross!" Like, but it's not like we then cut to a scene of him like freaking out and punching a wall. You know what I mean? It's like we don't need that. Right. Okay. He processed it, and it was a funny kind of okay. He's he's there, and they kind of have a back and forth with him and the dad where he wants to tell Artie Lang, and then he he you know. He the gets dad's hurt. Like, Don't tell him. And Norm's like, I think I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> and then he grabs him by the balls. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. It's like, okay, haha. And then he has like a high voice. Oh, I'm gonna tell him. Yeah, and then every time Chevy Chase comes back, he has a different like uh physical ailment, which I think yes. is very funny. Because he's getting all of his bones broken by the mob, basically. <laughs> For not paying them the money, which is like, didn't he say it was due in like two weeks? <laughs> right. Well, and I like his joke where he's like, So they take your toe. But then they don't take any money off what you owe. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, like like bookies and the mobs fair. Well, what's to, the exchange rate for toes to mob money? Well, I love too that when he like his arm is in a sling and he goes, "Doctor, uh, what's wrong with your arm?" And he goes, "Oh, I think I slept on it weird." Or uh, you know, it's from the mob. The bookies throwing me out of a moving car. One of those two things. I don't know. Yeah, and that was again a genuinely funny joke. Yes. I think that's very funny to go. Well, I think it's, but also like Norm is not delivering that joke, but it plays like a Norm joke. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Norm's not the one who says that, but it's the whole like, like, like you know what I mean? Like it, it has that like flowing of like the, oh, I think it's this. Oh, but actually it's this. Like it's like he has that that nine eleven joke about looking for his brother. Have you heard that one? I don't know if I have. Tell it to me. So, oh my God! So, so he goes, yeah, nine eleven was crazy. Uh, I walked through New York through blood and bone looking for my brother. Uh, he was in northern Canada, but it's still, <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing. But it's like it's that whole like okay, and that's where this is going. It's a way of like hiding some something like. A very serious observation yeah. in something stupid. Yeah, and that's... He does that incredibly well. Oh, my gosh. Like, I was watching his new special that got released on Netflix called Nothing Special, which is just him at a computer essentially recording himself just doing his hour. In the first 20 minutes, like, how, did, how did he turn this computer on? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's unbroken. It's him just going for an hour, and it's awesome. And there's no audience. There's nothing. 
but he's playing like there's an audience. But it's funny because I was watching it. And and Whitney, my girlfriend, was like casually like listening or whatever. And I go, oh, my gosh, did you hear that? And she goes, it sounds like he said something super like sexist. And I go, that's the joke is that he's not. But just his vibe gives off that he is. <laughs> and then you really listen. And it's actually the complete opposite. Like it's actually super like affirming. <laughs> and it's Interesting. Like, yeah. Like he does one where he, uh, he talks about like. Uh, you know, when I was a kid and you went on a plane and there was a woman who would give you, a, you know, drinks and and uh, and stuff, we'd call him a stewardess. Uh, and if there was a guy, we'd call him, uh, you know, uh, oh, shame on you. Like he's reacting <laughs> to the, the crowd, even though there's no crowd. He's like, we'd call him a steward because I'm a good person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he, he, But it's like the way that he's like setting it up, you're like, oh, he sucks. He's like playing to that like like you he's playing to your opinion about him. Yeah. He's playing to your your first like instinct of like, oh, he sucks. Like I can just tell this guy's like a scumbag. Like, it's this like, is an old man yeah. who made a movie called Dirty Work. <laughs> yeah, like that had all of the jokes I mentioned earlier in the first minute and a half. Yeah. He's not woke. No. Mm. Kind of. That's the perception, right? Yeah, that that's not, the it. perception is like, oh, here we go, 90s comedian. And it's like, no, he actually does a, like, he's kind of, it's you know, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And, and yes, Dirty Work has some not great jokes. And, yes, it has some, you know, like, it did, like I said, aged like milk. How the, how him and Artie Lang interact with each other aged like milk. But also, it's almost not played for laugh. Like, them just it's just like how they greet each other because it was the early 90s and it yeah. was like you said stupid things yeah like it's not like they you would like, have heard that same thing in any sixth grade class you in know what 1996 I would, you know what i would compare it to super bad or fanboys yeah where it's just like the ooh right yeah. but also when i was in 2006 i'd totally walk up to a group of my friends and go, hey what's up idiots but i wouldn't say idiots no you wouldn't <laughs> yeah like, yeah no and i wouldn't understand why that's not okay yeah i think if, if super bad came out tomorrow yeah people would be appalled <laughs> and be like hey where do you have this <laughs> hey, wait a minute <laughs> i saw that movie in 2007 what the fuck <laughs> that is probably my favorite i've i've seen that joke on twitter a thousand times where it's you couldn't make blazing saddles today because someone would go hey this is blazing saddles and they already made this it didn't stop him from doing a bunch of other movies. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, it, I think at, there are some jokes where you're like, uh, but does the is it is it Ace Ventura, Einhorn, Sfinkel? No, you know what I mean. Does the whole plot revolve around something problematic? Not really. Not particularly. It's no. just like every so often you're like, ooh, <laughs> like, whoa, like you're getting a shot. Like every couple minutes, you're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or like when you're seeing when you watch the hangover again and they pull up to get ed helms and like brad the cooper's like hey paging and you're like uh oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like my reaction to this movie yeah was like just imagine robin williams walking through a busy <laughs> supermarket oh oh hey but i'm not and i'm not defending any of the things that are said i just i think that this movie is fun and I think it's unfortunate that it like has aged like milk, but at the same time, I think it is a bit of a product of its time. Yeah. Where it's like, there is one whole joke where it's okay, haha, like he goes to prison, but even that is like, really just kind of like it happens and then you keep going. 
And by the way, that joke still gets made a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's like, oh, okay, we get it. But they probably handled it better than some uh, modern versions of it, to be honest. Yeah. He just kind of comes back and, oh, that was unpleasant. Yeah. And, and it's really funny how he reacts to it. He's just like, yeah, I, downright disgraceful. <laughs> like, <laughs> the way, the, like, Norm is, or was, I guess, very, he had like this weird, stupid elegance about him. Yeah. Where like he he acted like a dumb guy, but he talked like a smart guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I do, like yeah. his word choice is very very specific and particular, but just his the way that he talked was like an idiot. It's good. You know why? Because he talks so slow. <laughs> yeah. He has just... time to think about the big words he wants to say, but it makes but it they... sound like he doesn't know what he's talking about. But also when he uses the big words, it doesn't feel like like out of you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it's like he's just trying to use a word. Like yeah. some people where it's like, oh, they're trying to sound smart. It's like, no, he's just. He just knows that word. Wow. <laughs> he just knows. Good that. for him. Yeah. That's what happens when you're on Weekend Update. <laughs> you make fun you of. You know the uh, words. You make fun of O.J. Simpson enough. <laughs> so, okay. The juice is loose. <laughs> Dude. So is my vocabulary. He got in trouble for making fun of O.J. so much. Yeah. Like, they were like, hey. Nor- Lauren was like, you need to stop making fun of OJ because some of his friends are here. And uh, Norm was like, oh, okay. Anyway. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so fuck OJ Simpson, huh? <laughs> yeah. But, okay. And then, okay, so also Adam Sandler's in this movie. So, they, so they're well, trying. You, hold on. <laughs> the di- that we found out that they have the same dad. Yeah, they have the same he's dad. he's not supposed to tell Artie Lang. So he doesn't tell Artie Lang. And they're but- trying to get the money. So they're doing this whole kind of like but, what what kind of jobs can they get? Yes. And there's a really – I kind of wish the segment went longer because it felt like it was about to do a montage and it's not. No. It's them trying to do other jobs, but it's just one job as construction workers and the guy's explaining it really – like the, he's, you know, just, okay, and here's the job and blah, 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 blah. And they both kind of are like, we don't know what any of this is. And he's just like, well, you're fired. Right. And I kind of wish that was more a montage of to just like because they're both really funny in that sequence yeah. of just like they both have real two really funny things to say. And I was like, oh, I would love to see them more. Just kind of it really seems like they're just riffing on this guy reading a line. Yeah. And they just kind of said, OK, just say whatever you want. Like just just whatever. Because he's like, oh, yeah. And then the uh, the poles need to go in vertical <laughs> or 90 degrees. And Norm just goes 90 degrees. Huh? It's, it's going to be a problem. The guy's like, oh, what's wrong? He we don't know what we're doing. We lied on our resume. That was so funny to me. You anything about construction? Yeah, that was so funny. Where it's just like, oh, it's the the problem is not that it's 90 degrees. The problem is I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, They're just being brutally honest. And so then so then they do that. Then they go to like a, essentially like a little Debbie's factory and are like, tasting like doing like uh medical tests on, oh, yeah, uh, on these brownies on these brownies and it's like oh here's what they are and there there might be some side effects like whatever and mild co- itching mild itching hallucinations shaking yeah and oh and and like spots or like sweats or something and Artie Ling's like oh these are good brownies and he's like having a good time like and they're just eating and like whatever and normally like, doesn't want to eat it which is very funny i know he's like oh and then they're in the car, and Artie Lang's like, man, I can't believe we made money for that. Like, that was so simple. And it pans over to Norm, who is shaking violently, sweating, hives. Oh, he looks like shit. It's great. 
And then he's like, Ugh, and he like it kind of cuts to his perspective, and he turns and looks, and Gary Coleman is in the passenger seat of the car, yes. and they are surrounded by fire, which I think is very funny that he is in a moving vehicle, <laughs> and his entire world around him Engulfed is changed. In flames. Yeah, uh, and then he looks forward and sees Satan, who is Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. And he literally is like, oh, I'm going to eat a pig. He's roasting a pig. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing, like, a spirit Halloween store Satan costume. Yeah. And he's, like, cross-eyed, I believe, for the yeah, entirety of the scene. <laughs> yeah. He's just... And he most of it is literally just him rubbing his hands together going, <laughs> He's making no – yeah, he's making no – He – I was watching it. And I'm like, is he saying anything? And then, like, towards the end of the scene, he's like, oh, it's a pig. And oh, I'm like, to eat a pig. I was like, oh, I heard the words eat a pig. <laughs> That's all he said. Yeah. And honestly, if hell is just eating a deliciously roasted pig. With Adam Sandler and Gary Coleman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like, I don't like being hot, but it could be worse. <laughs> I do like that Artie Lang doesn't just, like, become something else. becomes Gary Coleman. Yes. And there's no precedent for that. No. There's no, like, any reference to Gary Coleman. No, it's just – it's totally random. <laughs> and it's not like Norm – I would have loved to hear Norm say, Gary Coleman. Because <laughs> he would have done that weird fluctuation. Right. But no, it's just it's just him. It's just him. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the weird thing is, like, Gary Coleman – I don't even know how relevant he was when this movie came out. Probably not super relevant. Like that but that's probably the probably an the joke. Dated reference then, which and is that's the joke. And yeah. now it's like half the people watching this are probably like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, people would not know who that is. No, but I also like we do because we're better than everybody. Else. Yeah, because we're good people. When you texted me and said, "There's someone I never expected to be in the Sandlerverse," and Gary Coleman showed up, I was like, "Is it Gary Coleman?" But he's it's the same thing where I'm like. No, you feel like you belong here. It's like how yep. Vanilla Ice is in Funny People where yeah. I'm like, yeah, you just – you belong that here. That makes sense. Wait. No, it's not Vanilla Ice. It's Eminem. Oh, is it? That's right. I haven't seen that and movie since it came out. So. And he screams at Jerry S- – no, Ray Romano. He screams at Ray Romano for no reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did he say to him? Did he say something, he'd be empty without him? Something like, fuck you, Ray Romano. You know what, what you – What do I do? <laughs> Why are there so many songs about? Everybody knows Relapse was bad. I wasn't the only one who said it. <laughs> Even Eminem said Relapse was bad. It's okay. We could say that. So, tell it to John Mulaney. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you more about how I did drugs. I went to see him, and that was the whole thing. Really? I did drugs a lot. When I wasn't doing drugs, I was doing more drugs. <laughs> Here's Dave Chappelle. I'm sure you people will love this. <laughs> Here's a list of all the famous people who are at my intervention. <laughs> That's a real part of the, the bit. Oh. Yeah. I, it's hard to watch. Yeah, I feel like it's just like, oh, okay, did you want us to leave? <laughs> or I was like, this is actually quite genius because you can afford therapy, <laughs> but instead you've somehow tricked me into paying <laughs> for, you to, for have... you to talk to me. <laughs> Why Why am I paying you for you to do this? It doesn't make sense. And yet here we are. And you made me put my phone in a bag that I can't unseal. Yeah. It's preferably so that I don't text people and tell them how upset you are about your life being in shambles. Say hi to Pete Holmes for me. <laughs> so, okay. 
So eventually, Christopher McDonald, who I'll tell you right now, did not expect him to come back in the no, Sandler. No, because Riz. we talked about the fact that he was not in any more Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah, because he would always be Shooter McGavin. But this isn't really an Adam Sandler movie at all. And he kind of is Shooter. I mean, he's the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's and he's like he's like a shithead. Like he's he, a shithead. Yeah, like he's not Shooter McGavin, but he's like. He's shooting my guy. He's like the guy from Bulletproof who's on the bus stop that you were really upset about being on the bus stop. <laughs> I genuinely have no idea what you're talking about. 40 minutes of that episode is you're just complaining about that guy being on the bus stop. <laughs> oh, James Conn. <laughs> being so bad that James Conn is on a bus stop as like. I, reg- be- I regret already bringing this up. I forgot about that. Being upset that James Conn does nothing. We don't know what he does, but he's on a bus stop advertising something. It's amazing because you can barely hear me in that episode. (laughs) And so it just feels like you alone talking about that for a long time. It's so good. Being upset that James Conn is on a bus stop. Oh, my God. Anyway, so Shooter McGavin is like a real estate mogul mogul investment banker type yeah head person in this movie and he's like oh you guys do this this thing called dirty work where you essentially just get revenge like a revenge business which i'm like that's kind of a good idea but that's like probably pretty illegal right it seems like most of them are just crimes yeah it, but like it's like 100 percent illegal to like be like we're a revenge business yeah you can't do that but then again there are companies that will mail dog shit in an unmarked envelope to people's houses. Yeah, that feels weird. So, I mean, but, like, there's businesses like that, so maybe it's not that weird. Yeah. Also, another person I genuinely did not expect, well, in, like, a weird way, I expe- I expected this person to slide into the Sandlerverse adjacently, which I guess is exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yes. Don Rickles. Yeah, I know. There's no, and there's no fucking way Don Rickles had a script. No. He just fucking riffs. No, he he just showed up mad at Artie Lang. Yeah, it was so funny. It was great. He he kills it. What's up, Tubby? <laughs> yeah, he just, How long have you been working in a movie theater? Talking to, to, to Artie Lang's stomach. <laughs> Don Rickles doesn't have any fucking room to be calling Artie Lang no. Tubby. No, Don Rickles, though, I mean, I genuinely feel like Bob Saget called up a bunch of people he knew. And was like, hey, I'm gonna do this movie. Like, do you guys, you guys want to be like, the power that this movie has is insane. Oh yeah, if Danny Tanner calls you, <laughs> yeah. But it's also go. like, it also makes me wonder, like, what the fuck is John Goodman doing? Like, it's like something like that. Like, why is that anyone? They were probably buddies. But then I'm like, but Full then, House, Roseanne. Roseanne. I know, but then like my '90s child brain is like, the dad from Roseanne and Danny Tanner were friends. Yeah, and they all hung out with the Beach Boys and did cocaine. <laughs> but also, okay, here's another person that I, I need you to confirm this for me. Okay. So, you know, and I'm jumping to the end, and I apologize. That's fine. You know when there's the three homeless guys outside? Yeah. And the one keeps kind of, like, going off on his weird tangents? Yeah, the one whose wife is a tramp from Billy Madison. Is Billy that Madison? who that is? Yes. Yeah. I, was yeah. Like, I was like, that's that guy, right? Yeah, my wife the tramp. That's yeah. him. Yeah. I was like... In a weird, like, weird nostalgic, like, you know, well, he's he... playing the same kind of character. Like, he's just <laughs> going off on these weird, very personal tangents. You know that when you watched Avengers Endgame and, like, Cap was like, 
they're all back. And like Spider-Man swung in. And you're like, he's back. My boy is back. Right? That's how I felt when this guy showed up on screen. <laughs> I was like, yes. He showed up and he's like, hey, guys. I was like, he's here. I didn't expect him to be here. And he's come back. And he was so funny. And he kept saying, don't tell Aunt May that I'm homeless now. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> so, okay. So Christopher McDonald tricks them into like ruining an apartment complex. No, it's like a yeah, it's like an apartment. It's a, well, it's like a building. It's an apartment complex, but then when they show it, it's a bunch of like not connected, yeah, like, brownstone buildings. But that's okay. Like basically, the point is, Christopher McDonald's like, I own this property. I need it to become condemned. Yeah. So you guys need to go fuck it up. And I kind of liked that scene because Artie Lang was like. This actually feels shitty. Like, this doesn't feel like revenge. This feels shitty. Yeah, like, we shouldn't do this. And then Norm MacDonald's like, $50,000. Like, my girlfriend's grandma lives there? <laughs> Fucker. Which I liked. Okay, I thought they were doing a setup for a joke when uh, there was all the women going in to, like, help the aunt or the grandma or whoever. And he's like, oh, they're prostitutes. And he kept saying she runs a brothel. And they were like, it's a knitting company. Right. And it's I was like. sewing class. Yeah, which. Could have been like, oh, haha, it's actually a brothel. I genuinely liked that. It's like, no, dickhead, it's a sewing class. See, I still thought it was a brothel. And no, the because grandma was just going along with the because sewing class thing. Here's here's how well done this this whole joke is. When he goes into that apartment, there's sewing shit everywhere. But wouldn't you do that if you were trying to cover up your secret brothel? I mean, I don't know if it's a secret. It's in a bad neighborhood. Like, I mean, like Christopher <laughs> McDonald, true. an unreliable narrator, but like, it's like, yeah, the neighborhood's not great anyway. That's true. It looks nice enough to me. Yeah. So anyway, they, they ruined the building. They condemned the building and firecrackers in the toilets and all that. kind yeah, of Yeah. Whoopsie poopsie. It's, it's actually is a fun montage. Whoopsie poopsie. He doesn't actually own that. And then he's like, hey, fuck you guys. Like, I'm not paying you. And also, like, I win, you lose. Yeah. He's also, like, barely in it. Like, he, like, really is not introduced until, like, the last 30 minutes. Yeah. And this is not a long movie. And then he's only there as needed. Seriously. He does. There's this weird running joke about him, like, fingering a dog's butt. Yeah, and it thankfully doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Which I kind of was like, oh, I don't want this joke to pay off. Yeah, I'm glad. And it doesn't. Well, the skunk fucks the dog. (laughs) (laughs) The... Now, <laughs> did kind of laugh. I want to talk about jumping ahead a little bit, but I did laugh at the skunk fucking the dog. It was weird because of how bad it looks. But also, I'll jump back to your jump forward. Uh, like thirty seconds back is when Chris Farley releases the skunks. Did you see how bad the CGI? It skunk was horrible. Was so funny to me. It looked like someone was holding like paper cutouts of skunks with popsicle <laughs> sticks in front of a cellophane. It was so like, funny. It was bad. They looked so bad. It was awful. And then the, everyone was running out of the theater except for the one guy who thought that this was all part of the play. That's and, funny. And I swear to God that that guy is the dude from James and the Giant Peach who gives James the bag with the little fucking glowing <laughs> things in it. I swear to God. I didn't look it up, but I... You're like, I think this is you. I bet. So, okay. So, they essentially pull revenge on Christopher McDonald because, oh, there's a whole thing where uh, Norm makes notes. Note to self. It's kind of funny. Talk about the recurring part of the movie at the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. But he does that. (laughs) Like, 
and it, he it, does. it pays off where it's just, oh, he never stopped recording on accident, so he actually has the whole conversation. But I kind of wish it paid off more. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. like I wish there was, like, I wish it wasn't just a coincidental payoff. I wish, I wish there was something, like. Intentional? Well, he did something with it. Yeah. Besides just, like, taking down the bad well, guy by. Like, they show in the beginning of the movie that they're very clever. Like, the whole yeah. stuff they do with the, like, cops. It's funny. They call the. This we didn't even talk about that. No, We've barely even talked about Chris Farley, who is a pretty prominent character in this yeah, movie. He was. Uh, his nose was bitten off by a Saigon hooker. Yes, they say repeatedly. Um, but no, they like call this fraternity and they're like, "Hey, there's these guys dressed as cops coming around." Yeah, don't because they fight him at the bar, right? And then so they call real cops, and then the frat guys like punch the real cops. Is this whole thing? And I'm like, okay, these guys are clever. They are clever. But then, to your point. They are victorious at the end of the movie by accident. Yeah, and I just – I almost wish that, like, the movie was, like, ten minutes longer because Trailer Howard, like, her character is kind of like, I don't like that you're doing this, but then I like that you're doing this because it's helping. And it's like it almost would have been better if, like, what if, like, his dirty work and all his notes became something? Like, what if, like, you hmm. turn that into, like, a book on, like, a, a do-better, you know, how, how like, a self-improvement book. Like a, like a, like, Dirty Jobs. Or, with Mike Rowe. <laughs> dirty Jobs with Norm MacDonald. <laughs> oh, so you want me to step in the poop water, huh? <laughs> I was also going to say poop. <laughs> I was also going to say poop. <laughs> I was also going to, oh, there's also, is it this? Yeah, I think there's there's some sort of movie. It's this movie or next week because I watched both of them in like the same day where somebody says something about poop and then someone else points out that they said poop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it just goes. But no, I think – so here's the thing. Here's the problem. This is not an Adam Sandler movie. No. It's a Norm movie. It is 100% a Norm movie. Which we don't have you know what i mean and it's so interesting to me like but also like while while i'm talking if you can do me a favor yes what else has bob saget directed what else has bob saget directed because i want to know because this felt like just like two people who fully understood each other like i i genuinely like i get that like people didn't like that it's gross or dirty or or whatever but I, I feel like this movie is like pretty well made. It's not poorly made by any means. No, like, it could be much worse. It could. I mean, it could be bulletproof. It could be going overboard. It could be anything I have ranked under it. But like, it's. I I just think that like. I mean, this feels like something that MTV would be like. Next up, Beavis and Butthead, and after that, the unedited version of Dirty Work. Welcome to MTV at 2 a.m. Why is Aziz Ansari doing the MTV oh, I, bump? First of all, you first of just all, like him. First of all, I, <laughs> that is a compliment. Um, oh, no. They got me. But you know what I mean? Like it's, it's that like, this just feels like a 90s movie. And it kind of is a bummer that this is not more beloved because it's like, like we've said, yes, it's problematic. Yes, it's got its stuff. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, like, it, there are a lot worse. Did, I, did we talk about this? On the, I tried to watch a scary movie again because like. Oh, God. No, we did not talk about Oh, that. my God. So my buddy, my buddy writes like a, he writes a, he has like a, a 
pop culture nerd stuff website. He's like, hey, do you want to write an article for me? I was like, I had this cool idea. I was like, yeah, I think I remember. I was like, because I just watched the new Scream, which I love the Scream franchise. And I was like, and I think that in my brain, I remember in Scary Movie, they actually make Gale and Dewey the bad guy. And I'm like, is that a more interesting twist than Billy and Stu? Spoiler alerts for Scream from 1996. But I try. I was like, this would be a cool article to, to write. Like, is is Gale and Dewey being the villains actually a more interesting twist? Uh, and I got maybe four minutes into Scary Movie and was like, this sucks. <laughs> this is so just like I felt gross for watching it. Oh yeah. Just every joke is just ah, look, he's gay, isn't that funny? Ah, look, he's this, isn't that funny? It's like, oh my god. Yeah. Which this is not that. It's just people using words, and it's like... Those ooh. movies are not designed Dang. to have a shelf life. That's no. why they make 400 of them. Yeah, and unfortunately, Dirty Work, like I said, does not age well, but it's like it's little interactions don't age well, but it's overarching, like... This overarching plot is kind of fun, and it's endearing. I and agree. Do you want to know what else Bob Saget directed? Yeah, I really, I, wanted, I really want to know what else Bob Saget... Right. It's Wait. not a long list. Is it any movies or just TV stuff? There's movies. Oh, I want to know. Uh, through Adam's Eyes in 1977. I have no idea what that is. Don't know what that is. Is that before or after? It's after this, right? That's before this. 77. Wait. Bob Saget directed something in 1977? Yes. When was he born? That doesn't seem I right. I don't know. That doesn't Ni- seem right. He was born in 1956. What the hell? Yeah. He's two years older than my dad. How old is Bob? 67? Well, he's... Yeah. Something like that. Um, um, anyway, he also directed Moving. He directed Bob Saget in the Dream State. Well, of course. Yeah, of course. For Hope. What's For Hope? I have no idea. Uh, jitters. What the hell is Jitters? Becoming Dick. When you say For Hope, do you mean in the 1996 drama film? Yes. When a single mother is struck down by a debilitating disease of scleroderma. That's not real. Her family stands by her side while coming to terms with her impending death. Brought to you by Bob Saget. What is this? It has a 78 on Google, a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Hmm. Okay, I really, okay. And I apologize because I kind of am like, wait, what? Okay, hold on. So, oh, never mind. When you click the For Hope page and then click Bob Saget, is Meatloaf in For Hope? I don't know this information. People also search for meatloaf. It took me so long to find the list of movies that he directed. I don't want to click away from this page. Uh, I so, want to know, like, okay, so what was, I'm so sorry. What was the 77 movie? That was a movie called Through Adam's Eyes. Through? I genuinely want to know. Was, like, Bob Saget a good director? Well, it was a short. It was a short film, 16 minutes. He didn't direct a lot, so don't jump to too many conclusions. But that doesn't mean anything. He also directed a movie called Jitters. I don't know anything about that one. That one sounds like it could be a horror movie. That's from 1997. The cover does Jitters. not look like a horror movie. <laughs> oh, it's a porn. Um, 1990s. Really? No. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, it on IMDb, it is a 6.1. Could be worse. Uh, but then it is also ranked on All Movie and Tracked, which I have never heard of. Same. Um, Jitters, a woman... Afraid of losing her identity in marriage, reluctantly agrees to wed her longtime boyfriend. Like these aren't bad premises. Like they're not what I would expect. 
No. Dirty Work is what I would expect. Well, Dirty Work came next. Okay. Then Becoming Dick. Okay, this also feels like it's going to That one be... doesn't even have a, a poster on IMDb. It's just a blank. Really? What yeah. year? 2000. What is this? While you look for that, I'm going to keep going. Uh, Okay. Okay. Also, his cast lists usually are not anything to write home about. No, I wouldn't imagine so. Uh, Richard, this is the... Uh, yeah, what the fuck are these movies, dude? His, like, ratings are, like, on these weird platforms I've never heard it's of. because these movies are movies that we've never heard of. So this movie is... This movie sounds familiar. Richard Breggs is a man who decides that he is too much of a nice guy and that the key to success is to act like a jerk. After his new obnoxious personality lands him a part in a play... Richard thinks he is on his way to being a success. That these plots don't sound bad. No, they sound like Sundance plots. Yeah, they sound kind of interesting. Has a four point five on IMDb though. Okay, do you want to know who plays Richard Breggs though? Who, sure. who stars in that movie? Harland Williams. No shit. Rocket Man himself. I kind of want to watch it. Let's do it. Let's do it right now, live on the show. <laughs> just, just, Pull it up. Just, huh? Is the, 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 the audio you know what i thought about too we could eventually do watch alongs on like a patreon thing of just like releasing that but it's just be a lot of just us going huh i wouldn't say that today <laughs> oh oops cue <laughs> robin williams walking through the supermarket again it's just a lot of us going Hey, should we not do this yeah, maybe we should stop uh press stop press stop um, i don't know how to do it okay just keep going Okay, I'm going to just warn you. I have five more titles on this list. I'm genuinely interested in this. Like, this is... Norm, the show, in 2000. Okay, did you ever watch that? No. So, my dad has a weird affinity for sitcoms. Okay. My dad loves to watch sitcoms. Um, Like, he, if you've heard of a sitcom, my dad has probably watched it. Sitcoms have gone on far too long. My dad has watched every episode. Every episode, he's like, I'm into it. He's like, I'm the, I'm the guy that's keeping... This show will float. So when I was a child, I remember walking into our living room, and I distinctly remember, because he called me and was like, hey, you got to see this. He goes, because they advertise this. Come here. And it's an opening of the Norm sitcom, which is a Pokemon parody. Oh, my God. And I think... Oh, dude. I am like 95% that Norm either plays Ash... Or Pikachu. Oh, my God. What if he was both? Um, that would be so incredible. Well, no, it's not animated. That's the best part. Oh, really? The Norm Show Pokemon sketch from... Oh, well, this was uploaded in 2011. I'm like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> there's absolutely... Yeah. I, And I'm sure that you can't find this anywhere. Um, I'm not playing with the audio because I don't want us to get copyright strict. But yeah, oh look. Oh my god, this is terrible. And there's Norm <laughs> just standing there being like and he's going to have a Pokemon battle with someone. This is <laughs> buck wild. This is amazing. It's, oh, he's got a Squirtle. And it's like someone else from the show. Like it's like it's like this he's is fascinating. The whole thing is like it's people who are in the show. I'm going to so, have to watch that with audio at another time. Yeah, so I genuinely I would imagine it's just a Charmander. That's that's like charred salamander, right? Huh? Okay, Squirtle. You know, what are you, like a squirting turtle? <laughs> so there is... You know, not every turtle can squirt. It's a myth. 
<laughs> there is an article from the AV Club when you type in uh, Norm McDonald or you just type in Norm Pokemon. Okay, <laughs> the first article is just it's from 2019. It says just Norm McDonald having a Pokemon battle on his old sitcom. <laughs> they call him Normal Types after me. Normal, Normal McDonald. It's like a ditto. He just kind of stands there and looks around. Norm McDonald, but but it's just Norm voicing a Pokemon. <laughs> Venusaur. 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 <laughs> free. Butter free. Butter, butter free. Where does the butter come from? No, you can't say. Well, that's a weirdly on it, Ash. <laughs> Butterfree, you can't say anything by your own name. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Let me try again. Butter, Butterfree. <laughs> no, I think it was better before. <laughs> Wait, where are you? Where the fuck is Pallet Town? <laughs> are you guys like, is it like a Costco there? I got, got a Pallets? Home, I got a Home Depot at Pallet Town. <laughs> This is our most derailed episode of all time, and I love it. I have, uh, a, I have a joke about Pallet Town that only I can make as Norm. That you can't make this joke. Go ahead. Pallet Town, huh? I got a Home Depot there. Got a bunch of Mexicans in Pallet Town. Well, to be fair, I could make one-eighth of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could say, how many letters is Mexican? Um, me. <laughs> I put the me in Mexican. That's... Oh boy, uh, um, we're still not done listing Bob Saget's directorial yeah, I wanna, titles. I'm genuinely uh, curious in watching. Like, I genuinely want to watch stuff that Bob Saget. So he directed a couple episodes of Norm. Okay, one episode of a show called Just Thinking of You. Okay, uh, a movie called The Mind of the Married Man. The he, you know what's weird? What's weird is he's like directing mostly kind of like. The Mind of the Married Man is a TV series. Oh, okay. Doesn't From 2001? Like the he, next thing... Yeah? You were about to say he's directing serious things. Oh. But the next thing he directed was Farce of the Penguins. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And that then, sucks. And then he didn't direct anything for a very long time. Yeah, it makes sense. And then he directed something called Benjamin, which he also starred in. I want to know... Farce of the Penguins is not good. No. I mean, it's just, you know what it is? Is it's, um, it's just those, like, segments in, uh, what's that, that show? Strange he Wilderness? Nope. The show he used to do. Why am I blanking? America's Funniest Home America's Videos. Funniest Home Where he yes. would, like, dub and stuff. That's all it is. It's yeah. just penguins, like, doing dumb shit. And he's like, oh, I'm farting. <laughs> and then, like, it was also kind of like Strange Wilderness, like the wilderness show segment. I've never seen Strange Wilderness. It's incredible. And because it's a Happy Madison production, we might. Oh no! Podcast. Um, anyway, that's thankfully the end of the list of Bob Saget's directing. Okay. What the fuck, dude? These movies that Bob Saget directed, like you said, have Sundance ass plots. Yeah. A desperate family calls an intervention for Benjamin, a fifteen-year-old with a drug addiction. Soon, however, those who are trying to help Benjamin with his problems realize they have issues of their own. Wow. The movie itself, not a great not a great score. Breaking Benjamin. 
It has a 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb and a 1.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Those are bad. Those are bad. But, like, Bob Saget knows how to pick a fucking elevator pitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, none of the movies that, like, even Dirty Work has a great elevator pitch. Yeah. Two guys who love revenge make a business out of it. And it backfires. I'm listening. <laughs> oh, hey, weird elevator guy. Go on. <laughs> uh, actually, I stand in the elevator and listen to ideas. I'm the gatekeeper for the ideas. Oh, hey, weird elevator guy. You feel like an impression of someone from the 20s. <laughs> so, people have been having ideas for a long time. No, you just feel like a very specific impression, and I can't figure out who you are, weird elevator. I sound like Pops from the regular show. <laughs> who in turn sounds like <laughs> like everyone from that era. Go on. It's me, Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> oh, hello, I'm Ronald Reagan. <laughs> what if we stop selling beer in America? <laughs> fucking... Looking like really hard, like like nineteen twenties like set era film with like Daniel Day Lewis as like someone who's pushing prohibition, and he just walks on the screen like, "Hello, I've noticed a few drunkards in my neighborhood. I've got an idea. What if we stopped selling beer in America? Who can take a rainbow?" Sprinkle it with dew. <laughs> Elevator man. It's Steven Spielberg's like, that's why we are Daniel Day-Lewis. Steven Spielberg's alive in the 20s. <laughs> oh, I was thinking this was a film. <laughs> You're saying this is a real man? Yeah, this is a real guy. This is the guy who came up with Prohibition. <laughs> I don't like the thought of people drinking. It's, it makes me uncomfortable. It's a voice that would make Edwin be like, he's annoying. First he ripped my legs off and he threw them over there. <laughs> then he ripped my arms off and he threw them over there. Hey, how's that? Uh... Now I'm the scarecrow from fucking Wizard of Oz. How's how's that episode about dirty work starring Norm Macdonald? I was really good until I got this weird tangent about Ed Wynn, who has no connection to the Sandlerverse at all. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we can't put Edwin into the Sandlerverse in a in a spinoff that we created. Why? Rob Schneider did it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Fuck the elevator man's back. Now he's replaced Rob Schneider. I've got another idea. <laughs> what if we put Rob Schneider in a cave and seal the entrance? I want to make him Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. I just pictured Jesus trying to come back from the dead. <laughs> Rob Schneider standing with him in the cave going, you can do it. <laughs> I also feel like, like we just pitched like, like a, a movie that it's like, if you told someone like, Hey, don't you remember that weird nineties? Like Adam Sandler movie where Rob Schneider played Jesus. Someone be like, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> 
like we just Mandela affected a movie. Like, like, like Sinbad is Shazam the genie and Rob Schneider is Jesus. He's also granting wishes for some reason. Unfortunately, he's probably the most like ethnically correct to play Jesus of of the Sandman crew. I think that's probably the only time anyone's ever said Rob Schneider is ethnically correct. (laughs) So we've, we've reached a point of no return. Fair enough. Hey, Uh, what else happens in dirty work? Uh, they, they get back at Christopher McDonald. Uh, and it's really, again, a funny joke where they're playing through like, like Christopher McDonald's like tearing up his tape and it's like, now you don't have it. And the way that Norm is playing it is so funny. Yeah. He's just like, ah, no, my tape, you're ruining it. (laughs) But wait. But hold on. (laughs) Hey, hit play real quick for me there, doll. And then it's like she plays one and it's like, oh, my my ass warts, (laughs) which is funny. It is funny. The way that he says, like, note to self, get ass wart cream (laughs) for the warts on my ass. (laughs) No, not that one. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, forward, forward. And it's so basically what you're saying is dirty work is uh, somebody f- defeating Christopher McDonald to get enough money to get a house back. <laughs> yeah. So it's Happy Gilmore. It is Happy Gilmore. Like, really, like the end really kind of does turn into Happy Gilmore a little bit. They literally get a grandma's house back <laughs> <laughs> at the end. But it's like, I don't know. I just I genuinely like again. Yes, there's a bunch of shitty things, but like. It's just kind of fun. It was kind of fun. Like, this feels like it very, like, it really has that Beavis and Butthead quality. Like, that, like, 90s Simpsons, 90s South Park, Beavis and Butthead. Like, these kind of movies that, like, would just play on Comedy Central. Like Yeah. Late at night. Yeah. With the Girls Gone Wild commercials (laughs) in the middle. Yeah, right after Dirty Work ends. You just hear, like, they're, like, These girls are in Cancun. Look at their titties. Whoa. (laughs) What happens if you drink six Coronas and then someone pays you to take your top off? (laughs) Oh, they're kissing. Oh, my God. It's too hot for TV. (laughs) Wait, there's two of us in here. Uh, (laughs) I liked it better when I was by myself. Yeah, honestly, I'm not having a good time. But these girls are. They're gone wild. Yeah, they are. Okay, you need to leave. Okay. <laughs> Just like another guy keeps bothering. No, seriously, man. Get get out of here. I'm still waiting for my ride. <laughs> He'll be here in a few minutes. Can I just hang out until he's here? It's cold outside. That's just how they talk. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know anywhere to get a good ham and cheese croissant around here? Hey, I'm here for my 10 o'clock appointment. It hurts when I breathe. <laughs> oh, God damn it. He's here, too. What's my preferred pharmacy? I don't know. Uh, CVS, I guess. <laughs> this week's episode was brought to you by CVS Pharmacy. <laughs> this episode is fucking nothing. <laughs> it's insane. But at okay. least you'll be able to hear me. <laughs> hey... So, so I, it was my episode, so, so let's talk about rankings. All right, let's do it. Where do you rank? Well, well, let's hear your full rank, because this is episode 11. Yeah. So we can still do the full ranking for now. I think at a certain point, we're going to have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to, like, 70 movies, we're like, all right, at number 70. <laughs> I think, 
Yes, I think eventually, I think eventually we'll just read like top fives and then say where we think it goes. Well, no, because I feel like we should just. I think I think up until the end. Well, we, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Also, uh, did you see the hustles coming out? I can't wait. Yeah, I know. I I genuinely like can't wait. We should watch it. it together. And fucking record, just record the whole thing, just the mo- but not us, just the movie. Just the movie. Yeah. <laughs> just hold the mic. I'll, to- I'll videotape the screen <laughs> and I'll hold the mic to the. I think the that's speaker. called piracy. <laughs> It's on Netflix, so you're pirating a movie from your own home to put on Netflix. Yeah. It's a that perfect would be setup. So funny. It's the perfect crime. Uh, uh, so I, I went. I this was my movie. So you, I'd love to hear your ranking. We're on okay. eleven. Number eleven, going overboard. Yeah, that's ten. Dog police. Nine bulletproof. Okay. Here's where we get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Number eight is dirty work. Which I feel is not high enough. Okay. But I liked Mixed Nuts better, and that's number seven. So there we go. Yeah. I've, I've kind of fucked myself into a corner here. Yeah, you did. Uh, then we've got Shakes the Clown, Coneheads, Airheads, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and The Wedding Singer. Okay. What about you? Now, this is where it gets interesting. Number 11, I have Going Overboard. Okay. Number 10, I have Bulletproof. Okay. Number 9, I have Coneheads. All right. Number 8, I have Dog Police. Okay. Number seven, I have Shakes the Clown. All right. Number six, I have Mixed Nuts. Okay. Number five, I have Dirty Work. At five. This is in your top five. This is in my top five movies because I kind of get the same vibe from this movie that I would get from Tommy Boy. Okay. Where this is just a, I just need to decompress, put it on. I don't need to pay attention. I just need stupid humor. Fair. Like, I just need, like... I just need to laugh at something. And I think this movie is very funny. It is very funny. Like, there are so many things that we just didn't talk about in this movie that are just genuinely funny. Agree. Like, like it, and, and so I, I think that, like, the only reason that I, I didn't put this one higher is because it's technically not an Adam Sandler That's movie. That's one of the reasons why I was comfortable putting it as low as I did. Like, it, I, felt, I felt dirty, no pun intended, putting it higher than five. Yeah. Because I was like, I can't be like, and Dirty Work, number two. Like Adam Sandler was such a great actor. Didn't you see him in Dirty Work? <laughs> yeah, like where he just goes, I shot my piggy. Oh, piggy, piggy. Um, so then I have Billy Madison at number four. I have Airheads at number three. I have Happy Gilmore at number two. And, of course, I have The Wedding Singer at number one. Excellent. We're, we're splitting apart from each other here a little Could, bit. So, so this is something we, we sometimes do and sometimes don't. If you were to remake Dirty Work, okay? Okay. Who who do you like? Who do you put in the the Dirty Work remake? Oh my God, dude, that's so hard because no one is like Norm. Can, I was gonna say, can I answer who who I do? Yes, I don't remake it. I and not in well, a that's such a bullshit answer. But here's you have the thing: give me somebody. Not in like a oh you can't remake that you like you can't make that today. It's just like that is so Norm and so Bob Saget that if you remade it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same movie. That's true because like it the whole point of it. Is that it? Play, like, I, like I've said a thousand times in this episode, plays like a norm joke. So you'd have to take a different comic or a different comedic personality and play it like them. But then it's just not dirty work. Like it's like the basic thing of like two friends who want to get who make a revenge business. Yeah. Okay, but if you take it, I don't know. I just feel like if you take a different style to it, it's not, I mean, the workaholics guys feel like the, the most obvious like choice there. Yeah. See, I know who I would, I would cast Tom Segura in this movie, 
but not okay. as Norm's character, as Artie Lang's character. Really, and I would make him Don Rickles. Oh, would you really? Yeah. Okay. I would say Tom Segura comes in as like a oh shit is that Tom Segura? Like, See, I think I think he would be a good like co lead for that type of role. Yes, I think he's too old. Okay, but I ooh, see you say Tom Segura, and then I'm like, Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura could do a movie like this. They could, where it's like the two comedic guys, and it just it matches their style. Yes, but so like I oh you can't make dirt. I don't think you couldn't not make dirty work today. I just think Norman Bob Saget are dead. That's true, and this movie bleeds. Norman Bob Saget, like, yeah, like absolutely, the, it does. If you just remade it, it would be weird to remake it. Like, it would be like doing Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, or whatever, without Adam Sandler and trying to be like it's the same. Like, yeah. not changing the movie. style. Yeah. So you got Bert Kreischer and you've got Tom Segura, and it's directed by Mike Birbiglia. Oh God! But see, then <laughs> hold on. If you make it, a, but that's the thing is, like, no matter the comic you put in this scenario. It changes it, but it like still works because Mike Birbiglia's dirty work is just sleepwalk with me. That's true. Like it's yeah. just like it's just like a movie about them, but not about them, but just bleeds their whole vibe. Yeah. Like sleepwalk with me just bleeds Mike Birbiglia's vibe. That's true. Like you, no one else could do a sleepwalk with me because obviously, well, obviously it's an adaptation of his special, but like I hmm, a Mike Birbiglia dirty work though, where he's the star. Yeah, but then, I mean, that's almost just that uh, fucking improv movie he made. That's true. He does have kind of that same – I never thought I would compare him to Norm MacDonald, but he has that same sort of, like, low-energy vibe. And then it, like, comes out, yeah. like, every so often, but it, it's it's even, like – Just, like, the pacing of it. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't hate a Mike Birbiglia dirty work, but it would be a different movie. Like, it would. It, it, it would feel really bad about it. Yeah, because like halfway through the movie, he would go like, now you're on my side. (laughs) Now remember, it's almost, you know, it's weird is Mike Birbiglia is the in-between between between Norm and Emo Phillips. (laughs) Like, like, Like it's like Norm is like, like they're all very like slow and to the point, but it's almost like like. The octave that you're at, like, yes. I was going to the shore. Like, <laughs> Emo Phillips just sounds like he's played on slow motion. Yes. <laughs> like, which is not bad. I, I've seen Emo live. He fucking kills. He's so funny. And I've seen, like, Mike Bigelab, it's the same thing of, like, like his would be like, so I was going to the shore, which is a good idea. <laughs> like, and that would hit. Like, it's yes. like, and, and so, yeah, Mike Birbiglia is dirty work. I wouldn't hate. But it's like it's almost like his whole thing would be like, I don't want to be the bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah. like, but I will. I have to be the bad guy, but I don't want to. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's that whole, like that's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, like, like he sucks, and I'm getting revenge, so I suck, but I'm making money. <laughs> 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 Man, yeah, okay, Mike Birbiglia's dirty work I wouldn't hate. Because, but like we said, it's a completely different film. Yes. Like, there's like a weird Ira Glass opening. Like, it's like... Act one, dirty work. Yeah, there's a whole weird, like, it's completely different, but yeah. Okay, yeah, wow. Mike Birbiglia coming up in an Adam Sandler remake is not something I expected for this podcast. Same. It'd be like him and, like, Chris Gethard. (laughs) (laughs) 
is both feeling horrible about it. <laughs> yeah. Because Gethers like somebody called me one time and told me a really horrible story, and it was very much like this. Yeah. And then Mike Birbiglia is like, "Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that instead." He's like, okay, "Okay, yeah." They're both just they're both just kind of awkwardly like, uh. "Oh shit, all right, I guess." And Keegan Michael Key would be Christopher McDonald. Okay, I was gonna say Christopher McDonald would be Christopher McDonald. <laughs> I just I I feel like like it's that weird kind of wheelhouse. No, you know it'd be Steve Carell. Fuck me, it'd be Steve Carell. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, good. <laughs> um, I don't think we've gotten any emails to either email. You I, know, I, you know, one reason for that could be that I've said the email address incorrectly on the last two. Episodes. Shut the fuck up. Have you really? Yeah, it's sandlerversepod at gmail What did you say it was? Into the sandlerverse at gmail That's not what it is. <laughs> so. Maybe Sandler? we did get a couple of emails. <laughs> and it's just me. We'll um, never know. Uh, so Sandler versus... Oh, my God. Oh, no. I thought we did get a an email, but it is a junk email. Nice. Uh, I was like, hey, we want you to... We have a monetization idea. And I'm like, I got one, too. It's called Anyone Listens. <laughs> I have an idea. Oh, not you, Elevator Man. <laughs> okay, I'll come back another time. Okay, bye, Elevator Man. I hate you. Bye. <laughs> Um, God, I, I, if that's the recurring character that we give in this podcast, I quit. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the next episode is just you and Elevator Man. Um, fucking Rick and Morty ass you playing two characters. Yeah, I can do it. If Seth MacFarlane can do it, I can do it. Seth MacFarlane can do it like eight times and it still kind of sucks. Um, okay. Norm um, was on the Orville, so. What? Yeah, but he played. Okay. Norm's character on the Or. Okay, I did watch the Orville, and again, huge fucking tangent. I watched the first season of the Orville. I actually kind of liked it. It's not bad. No, it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's not. It's not Family Guy, which I enjoyed. Yeah. It's just like Seth MacFarlane wanted to do Star Trek, and yeah. Fox was like, no, or whoever was like, no, and he was like, all right, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. I'll do, I'll do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then they got Charlize Theron on it. Really? Yeah. In like an episode. Like two episodes. She's got an arc. Oh yeah, but she was uh, she was in that cowboy movie that he did. Yeah, I think they're they're friends. Yeah, really? Yeah. Um, that movie is also buck wild because it connects Django Unchained and the Back to the Future universe. Well, I haven't seen it, and now I feel like I have to, even though I don't want to. Yeah, Django shows up. Really? And so does Doc Brown. <laughs> Not in the same scene, but Django and Doc Brown are both in the film. I'm speechless and confused. <laughs> Django is like, uh, it's Jamie Foxx, and he like has good, and I don't think he specifically is like, I'm Django, but it's like, he's Django. Um, okay. He, he like makes a whole thing where it's like, look, I hate racism. It's me, Django. And then Doc Brown is like, oh, it's me, Doc Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very <laughs> weird. Anyway, um, do we have anything else? No. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye.